My guest today is Lindsay, uh, who is actually a, a, a... Are you a fairly regular listener of the show, or are you a listener by proxy? By through, proxy. Through Adam. Through Adam. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, being a listener by proxy, because uh, you are actually one, my very first um, aspiring sexologist on the podcast. So awesome. very awesome. And uh, you actually have a blog called Sack in the Sheets. S-A-C in the sheets dot com. Yes, as in Sacramento. <laughs> right, right. But hey, double entendre. Yeah, I, a little bit. <laughs> I, I like that. Um, and you are you, you are pr- providing a service to uh, basically help normalize the conversation of sex in general with re- resources, education, and information. Yes. And um, I, I love the blog. I've Thank I've you. browsed around, and I love that you brought it back right in the middle of the pandemic. Was I that tried to? <laughs> so you established it back in August of 2017. Yes. And it's reborn, as you say, um, in August of 2020. Yes. So is that spurned by just a, a, a reigniting of your passion for it? No, it was spurned by my host site going down oh. and letting me know that oh hey, everything that you've posted is going to be erased. Damn it! And so. I had to take everything down, yeah. start from scratch, rebuild it. And so that was the rebirth, gotcha. so to speak. So is that because of the content being too risque for that no. particular hosting site? No, I think the hosting site just got bought out oh, okay. gotcha. <laughs> and went down. All right. The way things tech things go. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, so we actually uh, first met at the one of the most recent Fire Up Esports lounge events. Mm-hmm. And um, before it, that, at the um, oh, Bad Boys for Life. Premiere. That's right. Thank you for reminding me yeah. again. Um, and. You actually are you. You also are related to the Rad family by association of Jamie from Ink Off Me. My old boss, yes. <laughs> your old boss. Is, is she's fun to work for. She is very fun to work for. She keeps it, you know, entertaining. Keeps it light. Mm-hmm. It's never like a heavy, you know, micromanaging environment. I can't see her being really angry. I don't think I ever saw no. her angry. No, but I'm and sure if there she were ever could any be. fires, she just put them out. You yeah. know. Well, she's a problem. Yeah. Um, wonderful person, wonderful human, one of my best friends. So hey, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you know her as well. Yeah. Um, so before we get into what your uh, what your blog is about and, and what you've covered, um, tell me about you becoming a sexologist and what does a sexologist do? Um, a sexologist has a lot of different aspects or avenues that they can kind of do. I started out wanting to find a career in doing something that I love. Mm-hmm. What do I love? Well, I love sex, but I'm not going to become a prostitute kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> nothing against sex work. Nothing against sex work. Sex right. work is legitimate work. Right. But uh, that's a special breed. Special breed, and I am not that breed. So <laughs> it was like, well, I like to write. I like to talk about sex. Let's just talk about sex. And then it kind of skyrocketed after that. Right on. And so um, there's a lot of avenues, too, with psychologists, specifically PhDs, master's degrees, that have a whole industry in it but then there's also people who are you know instagram famous or youtube famous Mm -hmm. and they're influencers and educators in the same same universe are there any sexologists that might be of pop culture type of reference that you could think of maybe dr ruth okay if anyone's old enough to know who dr ruth is yeah my mom used to listen to dr ruth on the am radio on the way back home from school gotcha (laughs) yeah um dr drew would that be no he's not a sexologist who am i thinking of um he has a podcast Oh, what's his name? It's there's uh, Doctor uh, Justin Laymiller. He has a podcast. Tell me what you want. Oh, it's this or sex guy. and psychology. Oh, he's a guy that does. He does this uh, an, annual uh, film festival. And oh, I'm trying to think of the. I'll, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. But um, I was just trying to make it so that you know, if anybody were to think of, oh, what kind of sexologist could I point towards? Right. Doctor Ruth would be one of them. I would say Doctor Ruth for yeah. sure. And Doctor Carol Queen, she's another one, big in the big in the industry, a big name. But mm-hmm. you have to kind of maybe be in that to know it. Right. But I would even think of somebody like Nina Hartley, oh. who's been making you know instructional sex videos for what forty years. Oh, I've yep. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know Nina Hartley well. Okay, well. (laughs) Um, I mean, you you find a lot of these um, adult film stars who have gotten out of the industry and they're they're still advocates for for sex workers. But also they they, I actually there's another um, another porn star that I've followed that actually went to go to school to become a psychologist. And I think she's going to be 
a, a sexologist. The name escapes me there too. Oh. I, I'm coming very unprepared today. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so what are you doing to become a sexologist? Do you have to go to school? I am currently going to school. I'm uh, earning my bachelor's in psychology right now. And mm. to become a sexologist, technically, you don't even need uh, a degree. It helps. Yeah, of But course. it's not mandatory. And there's so a lot of avenues to become a sexologist after i get my degree though i do plan on getting um certifications through different sex organizations like um what is it the modern sex institute or uh there's the san francisco sex institute which i think is currently down because of covid but hopefully once it gets back up um sfsi is one of like the the big names in the in the industry so how does how does one go about Going into these classes and becoming a sexologist while still taking it seriously and not, you know, get blushing or, you know, there has to be a level of maturity that comes along with Absolutely. having the conversations. <laughs> but also, like, how do you not snicker sometimes when when there's just like certain things that are like, you know, I think that you, I think you have to come preloaded with the ability to to censor yourself and your in your own judgments, because a lot of what what you're trying to do is break free break, break away from those judgments right yeah um i think a certain level of maturity is expected mm-hmm. and to be honest and in, in the classes that i've taken we're not talking about you know anal gaping and stretching <laughs> to the point where people are you know laughing on the floor and crying but it's, it's something you're talking about actually no oh, okay. like everything that i've learned in regards to that i've had to like self-study and sure. figure out it's like right. oh where do i find that information yeah so like in the classroom it's hey here are the statistics for stis or here are the statistics for you know occurrences of gay people or um you know in in terms of lifespan development at this stage you may begin to experience or feel these things Mm -hmm. so it's kind of straightforward right and how do people approach you when they need advice obviously they can go to your website and contact you directly there but have you always been a resource for people that you've come across pun intended, in your in your life that have, have you know gravitated towards you for that type of advice? And you just... Yeah, I keep everything very open. And yeah. um, if anyone has questions about anything, either things that I've done or haven't done but might know about, mm-hmm. you can certainly just ask me. But at this point, I haven't gotten a lot of, hi, I have a question. You right. know, I've gotten some commentary on the blogs and okay. a little bit of feedback, but nothing that's, I have a specific question. Right. And it's it is it does turn into what hopefully will turn into with your blog is more of a community thing where right. there's a lot of input being put put in there. And I, I feel like maybe just by us having this conversation and mentioning your website, there might be people in my audience that will go, oh, you know what? I've had this question or I've been wanting to touch on this subject. Right. Like toy cleaning. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I, I and I, I was just I was just looking through your uh, your article on on sex toy cleaning. Yes. And, Wash your toys, please. Oh, my gosh. That is one thing that I, I didn't necessarily learn the hard way, but you do wonder, okay, I, I play with this thing and then I put it away. Why didn't I, why didn't I clean it? And you just don't really think about it until you start seeing that build up on it. And it's the, like the, uh, the, uh, the, yeah, little the crust- film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, and I actually, I do now have one of these really great sprays um, that I use that you, know, you run it underwater and you spray it and then you, you wash it up right. and it's good to go. It's, it really doesn't take that long. Some of them are even dishwasher safe, like yeah. top rack dishwasher. You're done. Yeah. Like the glass, <laughs> like the glass dildos yeah. and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, really, really interesting and insightful, uh, topics that you have already covered. Um, is there anything that you're, that, that kind of is in your wheelhouse right now that, that is your, your passion project when it comes to the blog? Oh, wow. Um, well, since it's Pride Month, I I had posted previous blogs that um, kind of went through the spectrum. And so mm-hmm. it was like, here's what it is to be asexual or here's what it means to be pansexual. And that so it's it's archived. I have everything. I just have to upload it. Right. Um, but ones that I really like talking about are the STIs and contraception. Those are my favorite topics. What, what fascinates you about STIs? Just the way they work. Like really? how these little bastards get into our system Mm. and it's like oh hi i live here now (laughs) so understanding how it works and also i'm wearing all of my um hiv bracelets today because i've I've been an hiv advocate too since i was well since i knew what it was as a child yeah so so um what what's your favorite 
<laughs> that's my favorite STI. What's your favorite STI? <laughs> yeah, that's well. That's awful. Um, <laughs> I I suppose because it's relatively easy to get over is HPV. Okay. Because I mean it's the most common. Mm-hmm. Like four out of five people have it or have had it, and. Sometimes it stays around for longer and sometimes it turns into other things like cancer, like genital warts. And that's very unfortunate. But for the most part, it gets cleared out by your your own immune system. Really? And there's very little intervention that's needed. And with the vaccine, mm-hmm. it covers um, nine strains that can actually cause uh, cervical cancer. And anybody could get this, get themselves checked by their yes. primary or going to Planned Parenthood is still around. Planned right? Parenthood is still around. Um, the problem, they don't have a test for men. Really? Really. It's Why pe- not? Because um, I, I honestly don't know. I think it's either to do with the just how it lives on the penis versus how it lives in the vagina and on the cervix. Okay. Um, I, I really don't know if there's not a test, or they just make the assumption that all, maybe all men have it, and or all penis owners, I should say, have it, and uh, no big deal, you know. <laughs> right. But I wish they did. Yeah, I wonder if there's a. There's some sort of whatever with the test. I, there might be something with the incubation. Yeah, process. I'm sure. I'm not sure. Also, can if how how deep you can swab a penis? Like, does it depend on foreskin? Like, how sure. how deep are you getting? Yeah, and there there's some sounding. This, have yeah, you ever, I, oh, I know about sounding. <laughs> this is a very interesting thing that I've never really been able to wrap my head around, so to speak. It's pee hole play for those of you who don't know. Right and. I just I don't understand how somebody can get aroused by that. But then again, there's some things that you just don't need necessarily need to understand. It's it's whatever you like and whatever, whatever you're into. Floats your boat, go right. for it. I mean, there is a video of a guy who literally stuck a cactus up his penis. Are so, you serious? Yeah, I'm I'm very serious. <sighs> Sorry for for any penis owners who are now cringing. Well, I mean, you could think of it the same way if you inserted a cacti into a vagina owner. Yeah, I don't imagine that would be pleasant. Oh, my God. Okay, so thorns in? Thorns in. Oh, my God. No, no. I I don't recall how thick a cactus, but... um, Thick enough. That was thick enough. That was a thing. (laughs) That was certainly a thing. good Lord. Not going to Google that later. (laughs) Actually, I am. Actually, you are. (laughs) Um, Be warned. <laughs> so uh, HPV is your favorite. Um, there. So, and you, you also said contraception. Is, I is, love contraception. So, how? <laughs> I'm not going to say how are babies made, but I feel like this will lead into the discussion of of children and the topic of sex with uh, to, to discussing sex with children right but let's start from the beginning sure why is it is it the miracle of of birth that that uh contraception no absolutely not because i don't want children so contraception is hi hi yes me i need that i need all of that to stop pregnancy from ever happening yes of course of course (laughs) um but that's just me right you want to have a baby have a baby right i don't (laughs) so what do you think what what would you say is the most effective form of contraception other than abstinence oh lordy um I suppose the combination, if you're going to do a form of birth control being the pill, the shot, the IUD, along with condom use, um, correct condom use, I should say, then that's going to be your most effective um, next to, of course, abstinence. You you really put the emphasis on correct condom use. Correct condom (laughs) use. If you stealth people, you're an asshole and a pig. If you what? If you stealth people. Stealth? So stealthing, oh, you don't know about stealthing, my God. Well, I'm, I, I guess I've been a responsible condom user. Oh, a responsible user, condom so. user. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, stealthing is when two people, usually uh, penis and v- v- vagina owner, are uh, having sex. But you don't, always, you don't have to have a vagina. I just realized that. You can stealth for anal, too. Um, so the condom goes on, mm-hmm. and you think, oh, yeah, I'm having sex with a condom. And at some point pull out condom goes off goes and the person goes back in oh so without, that's stealthing and that is something that the the penis owner knowingly is doing yes okay because there have been instances where it's just fallen off right right that's know? that's an accident like you know right. you're having sex you pull out and oh the condom got lost right but right this is an intentional i'm going to take off this condom and oh i'm going to go back God. in and finish intentionally that is fucked up it's sexual assault let's be real yeah. call it what it is yeah Oh my God! I can't imagine. No, <laughs> I can't believe people do that. They do. 
what what else what else is i i'm trying to think is there is there anything else like that that the people are doing that well, I mean, you can. There's always people drugging people to have sex with them, you right. know, slipping something in their drink. Oh so this is that's a slip in and that's a slip off. So oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, there there is a dark side to all of this, of Very. course, um, and no one talks about it, right? Because how I don't want to like put you on blast for oh, age, please. but how old are you? Thirty-five. Okay, and you didn't know about something. Well, I I probably have. It's just something that I I don't I would never dream of doing. So it's like something I just put out of my mind, right? You know, and I I've never heard of anybody doing it to somebody that I know. Um, so it's just never been something that I've I've gotcha. worried about. But it is something that should it's very be very real should be talked about. Yeah. And to that point, you know, how do you have these kinds of conversations with younger a younger audience? Do you have anybody in 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 your life that you might be able to give an example of how you might talk about these types of subjects? I would like to like think because I, I gave a sex ed talk maybe two years ago and it was a group of they were older than 13 it was probably between like 14 and 20 year olds mm -hmm. and you know there, there was a little bit of chatter a little bit of giggling but it was still a, a relatively easy conversation to be had just talk to them like adults mm -hmm. if you need to modify your speech to be more comprehensive more understandable sure go ahead mm -hmm. but you don't have to say uh your cookie don't call the vagina the cookie don't call you know your penis the tally whacker use the, <laughs> use the medical term right right again and it, it it i at least when i was a kid because i can remember when sex ed was still a thing at, at my school that it was easy to have that conversation because it's a natural thing that we all are experiencing or all going through. Right. So to have that open forum, I feel like it helped me understand better what was going on with me and also what the heck is going on with the with the vagina owners. Yeah, right. You know, and it, it just it was always fascinating to me and I was a very early bloomer. I was naturally curious at a very young age, but I never subjected anybody to anything that was unwanted or you know, I, I never brought my confusion onto other right. people or my peers. Um, fortunately, and fortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't have that same choice. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I kind of shoved this down. But um, a, 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 a fellow boy um, would kind of use me as like a, a toy, I guess. I, as far, I think that's as far as I'm going to go. Okay. But um, I was, I was always, I always kind of went along with it because I thought, well, this is just normal. This is just natural, and it wasn't hurting me. But it was confusing me, mm -hmm. and and I could sense there was a a kind of like a domination or a, a um, yeah power I felt play power play yeah absolutely and I didn't know that I couldn't con could, uh, comprehend that at the time right. but now that I look back it, it definitely was a a power play and and it turned into a okay well this is how we explore and then it got to a point where it needed to stop. And I actually, I ended up going to counseling and I stopped going over to this person's house. Right. My, my parents got involved, but it wasn't really discussed or talked about after the fact. And oh, there was- This happened, that's the end of it. it. Yeah, pretty much. Like we handled it, it's all it's all done, it's all said, it's all said and done. Put it away. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say that it affected me in a negative way, but it definitely created more of a curiosity that I kept the secret until I probably got about 18. Okay. And and I, I always kind of knew that I was a, a bisexual male um, growing up through my teenage years. Was it because of this, this these incidents? It probably helped me go into that direction, but I don't think that I went after, uh, I never was attracted to people who were like that person. Um, so I didn't, wasn't like I was seeking that same scenario or anything like that. I'm, I'm really, I'm talking this out now, like almost like I'm on your, on your couch. So. <laughs> and that's perfect. Cause eventually this is the goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so when it, when it comes to things like that, and this is actually uh, ties well with this letter that I got from, from Sarah. Okay. She says, what is the difference between children experimenting with sex and child on child sexual abuse? More so, how can a child give consent to such? Of course, when I was five being sexually abused, I didn't wonder about giving consent. I just knew that I was very uncomfortable and that this felt wrong like it was a secret. Now, when I was a little older, like 10, and the girl was 13, I feel like I could have said no, but it was my older cousin whom I looked up to. 
So I just want to know the difference between the two. And what is the most inclusive way to talk to my 14-year-old sister about this? So uh, thank you, Sarah, for writing. How would you talk to a 14-year-old sister? Or how would you talk to me at, the, at that young age when, when this kind of stuff was happening? So wh- what did she say? Sex on sex versus... Uh, yeah, uh, child, children experimenting with sex and okay. child on child sexual abuse. Experimenting versus abuse. Okay. Yeah. So I think when there's abuse, there's one person in power and one person without power. And that translates from children to adulthood. Mm-hmm. And so when, yes, it's your older cousin and it's someone that you look up to and it feels wrong, you should absolutely speak out. And it can be to your parents. It could be to uh, an adult that you trust and let them know what's happening. In terms of experimentation, I think both parties are engaged Mm -hmm. and it's a mutual, hey, this is kind of fun. This is you want to try this. And there's there is some communication about it versus, hey, I'll come with me. We're going to go and do these things, but keep it a secret. Right. Don't tell anybody. Right. You start hearing those kinds of stories and it's like, oh, God, I wish that children knew that and i think even from myself never being told these are bad situations to find yourself in Mm -hmm. don't don't follow along or you know speak up about it um other other important conversations we just need to be having with our kids and unfortunately starting as early as two years old three years old sometimes like you know because we we all have no maybe not we all have but we've all heard of the the creepy uncle, you know, that rumor. Yeah. And so, you know, if uncle tells you, oh, this is going to be, you know, just between us, don't tell mommy. Mm-hmm. Run, no, run and tell your mommy because that is bad. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there's not, oh, and that's that's the other part of, of this whole equation that makes it just a little bit icky, but also uh, difficult because not every kid has a mommy to right, go to right. or, you know, somebody that they can trust because right. it's such a, such a vandalizing and and vulnerable type of situation i know for me i couldn't i just didn't dream of going to either my mom or my dad and going hey this is happening and it's it's so it's that's like a double-edged sword with this with this conversation there's no like easy answer to how to have these conversations Mm -hmm. with your kids but life isn't easy though that's true this is real life And, and i think it really does boil down to Whoever is is taking care of these kids, whoever, you know, parents, you know, uh, uh, guardians, they should at least be able to have this conversation in a comfortable setting and have it be a normal thing rather than, you know, the nickname. The nickname thing is such a such a great example of how you you you, you create this stifling taboo effect of calling your vagina a coochie or a cupcake like yeah and and it just it just diminishes the the seriousness that should be well like I, that comes from a post that i saw about um using the medical terms because there was a seven-year-old who went to her teacher and was trying to say i'm being sexually abused mm-hmm. but she used the term cookie and when she kept saying my uncle licked my cookie oh my God. she the teacher of course has no idea what this means right and so she keeps coming up and she finally asked her, honey, what, what are you talking about? And she explained to her and, oh, my God, you know, the realization came after the fact. So yeah. after days, weeks of this kid mm-hmm. pleading to the, to the teacher, like, please help me. And th- there's a way that om- it almost sounds like that's grooming. And I feel like a lot of people have this this preconceived idea that. If you're going to talk to kids like this, then, oh, yeah, you're definitely grooming these kids to either behave this way with you or to they're going to already gravitate towards that behavior because it's it's being um, it's being portrayed as fun and playful, which it can be. But it also like when you're talking to kids and developing, they're all developing and, and trying to understand all these curiosities. It's it, it could sound like it's grooming. So so how. Is that just the answer to people who are talking to um, younger minds about sex? Is it just to be more literal, literal, but also having that ability to communicate at their level? Yes, absolutely. Oops. I think that as adults, there is a level of responsibility that you have to take as a guardian, as a parent, and being engaged in what your child is doing. And they may not tell you everything, but 
you should be aware of what's happening and be able to talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it, like I said, it'll be uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. The sex talk is always uncomfortable, but it, 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 it lies doesn't, with you. It, it does. It does. And it doesn't have to be, too. It does. It really doesn't. Um, OK, let's let's uh, transition from from the uh, sex with uh, talking about sex with children. Sure. And let's talk about how the pandemic has affected dating and exploring (laughs) i know for me over the pandemic i got really familiar with pornography and it was just like it was a very it was a clutch way for me to escape because there really wasn't anything else to do right now i'm at the point where it's like "Ah, i don't really want to watch it anymore i think i've seen it all once you get to like page 72 of of pornhub it's like how specific "Um." are you trying to get (laughs) (laughs) what are you looking for? yeah the search queries get very interesting after a while (laughs) um but i one thing i have found though is that people now that the 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 place that everything is opening up and people are getting out more People are thirsty and they really want to get out and explore. Mm-hmm. And I, from from anecdotally and from people that I know, people aren't having a hard time meeting new people. So in the, this is leading me to a question of like, how do you, how do you approach new people and discover and discovering new kinks and sharing those kinks with Ooh. with newcomers. So are you talking about, hi, it's our first date and I'm into <laughs> anal play. Right. Or are you talking about, we've been dating for about three months. We've been having quote unquote typical sex. And whenever I say typical sex, I'm talking about the heteronormative. Like vanilla. Vanilla, penis yeah. into vagina intercourse kind of a thing. Right. Um, we've done that stuff, but right. now I want to let my freak flag fly. Right. Like, is that kind of what you Yeah, asking? I mean, because, I mean, some relationships can start off with, hey, I want to let my freak flag fly. Oh, yeah. And and it, it just dive right into it in the yes. deep end. Um, but yeah, let's let's just go with the, 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 the typical, hey, we've been together a couple of times. We're doing the vanilla sex thing. How do you broach that that kink subject? Ooh. Um, well, if you wanted to do it subtly, you could be like, hey, look at what I found on the Internet. Oh, or nice. when I was scrolling through the, you know, the Pornhub right. and I found this. Have you ever done anything like this? Would you be interested in something like this? What do you mm-hmm. think of this? You know, just questions mm-hmm. versus I'd like to have a serious conversation with you about what I'm into and would you be interested in engaging? Right. So there's there's a couple of ways to go about yeah, it. I kind of like that approach because I've done the first one where, hey, check this out. What do you think of this? Whoa, this made it wiggle. What do you think? You know. <laughs> then there's the other. But that the second one is a little bit, oh, I, I think it's a little more sexy when you're just like, hey, this is what I'm into. How do you feel about you it? Feel Let's about talk about it. it. Let's talk about that, it. Let's try it. That direct approach. I like that. Yeah. Um, it, I know that there, there's just, there's a lot of new things that have come out. And I think that people are are, are more open to discussing and, and trying these things because it does feel like sex is becoming more normalized. At I least, hope so. At least in like in our generation. How old are you? I'm 34. Okay. So yeah, we're, our generation, it, it does, it does feel like. We're a little more comfortable in our own skin. Yeah. I mean, we, we are also of that same ilk of... The entitled sh- millennial? That, but also <laughs> sharing everything, you know, like and, yeah. and, and sharing pictures. And there, there's a huge fa- uh, sect of our communication um, rituals where we do share pictures of our of our bodies and... It does seem like there's there's a little bit more of a normalcy to that. I think so, for sure. And there's definitely conversations that are being had that um, my mom certainly wasn't having. Right. And um, and I know that she gets a little uncomfortable about it, too, even, even now. Like, she and I can talk about things, but then she'll kind of, yeah, we, we didn't talk about that when I was your age, you know? <laughs> So does is that something though that runs in the family? Do you guys have have you always been open with that with your mom? Um, yes. So for for me, I was always a sciencey kind of you know fact oriented individual, mm-hmm. and so, but I grew up in a Catholic house, so it was a lot of don't look at yourself, don't touch yourself. Um, these are dirty things. These are dirty words don't watch that movie, don't listen to that music kind of a thing. But all the while, I'm like, but I want to, and my body's telling me that I need to. So, of course, I found the outlets, and that was going into 
way back when Florin Mall was a thing, <laughs> going into the bookstore, into the reference section, and finding the body, the um, not the body, the book about um, pregnancy and the whole nine, because yeah. there's pictures of erect penises, there's oh pictures gosh. of vaginas, and... <sighs> you know, pictures of ejaculation. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so fascinating. And I wasn't doing it to get off, but right. I was just like, this is everything that I've wanted to to know about. Yeah, yeah. So You just had, you, you had that natural curiosity that drew you there. Yeah, that yeah. drew me there. And then, of course, <laughs> becoming a teenager and going through my own attractions and changes and stuff, I'm like, hey, mom, I think I might like, you know, X, Y, or Z. And she was just kind of obligated to have the conversation at that point that's so funny that you bring up the reference section of the library because i've i went there too because i had a very natural curiosity that drove me there as well and i wasn't doing it to get off either it was literally just i want to see these images yes i want to know what this is about why is this bad like i have a vagina right yeah exactly why is this wrong to look at it's mine <laughs> mm -hmm. why can't i touch it it's okay to wash it but not to look at it right yeah, the yoni gazing. That's a thing now. Oh, yeah, with a hand mirror. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and sun, sunning, sun the vagina, sun the anus. I, I've heard of anus sunning, but I haven't heard of vagina sunning. Oh, yeah, because apparently the, the rays go deep into the vagina and even like into the womb. There's a really? whole arsenal of, <laughs> of things like this. What about the what about the yoni uh, uh, baths? The Not, steaming? The steaming, yeah. What, um, what about that? So that is... Uh, actually an ancient, ancient practice, oh, like thousands of years old. And for whatever reason, it's kind of making a comeback now, maybe because of the body positive movement, maybe because mm. of the women's movement. I'm not really sure. Mm. But you basically have a bunch of herbs and some, maybe some tea and it's like steamed up mm -hmm. and you just sit for, you know, 10, 20 minutes and let the steam enter you basically so it's supposed to help with cramping uh, it's supposed to help you relax a little bit in some forms i think even cleansing even though the vagina is a naturally cleansing organ right um but ideally or not ideally initially it was uh set up as after your period uh, you would steam and then all the you know toxins or impurities would leave you and then you would be fresh fresh again so fresh and so clean clean yeah <laughs> right and oh that reminds me uh <laughs> somebody I dated for a while read this book called the red tent Have you ever heard of this no I think this is during biblical times they actually they they had all the women who were on the same cycle they would go into this tent and they called it the red tent and they would just bleed together bleed together <laughs> and then once they were done they could all leave the tent very very gross but it's very archaic very very archaic um, and then to and after I went to the reference books I'd always find my way back to the National Geographic because you know the exotic ladies yes. from, from other countries were always Just topless. Out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. Pierced up in some cases, and it's like, ooh, hi. <laughs> yeah. Those are erect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. The, the ways, the things that we would do before the internet to, to explore. Yeah. Uh, the lengths that we would go to. I'd have to sneak into my grandpa's bottom drawer to get to the Playboys. Gotcha. I remember doing that. Yeah. They were just kind of scattered around at my uncle's place, and then that would become my mother grabbing my my eyeballs and just kind of dragging me backwards, like, "Okay, you're going this way," and then she'd be like, "You and I need to have a conversation," you know, and like, "Why is this all over the place? My kid is here, and it's it's his house," you know. Right. <laughs> they weren't that bad. I mean, Playboys weren't. Playboys were not that bad. Okay. I mean, I remember seeing penthouse i want to say from the 80s where chicks were like with full acrylics fingering themselves kind of a thing yeah yeah but playboy i don't think ever went that far no, that, was just, that was classy still classy. tasteless or, yeah no i'm not tasteless tasty nudes tasteful nudes. tasteful nudes yes. there you go <laughs> tasty they could be tasty, tasty nudes sure yeah. <laughs> so tell me about my leaky vagina oh my god so any of uh, <laughs> vagina owners you probably have had it uh had the experience of a leak where for and i'm not talking about pee I'm talking about you go to the bathroom, you pull your panties down, and there's either a snail trail, mm. there's like a thick mucoid clot, mm -hmm. so to speak. You are either premenstrual or postmenstrual, and you have the horrible rusty stain that's just lining your underwear. Oh, the vagina leaks constantly. So it's not one of those things that you need to be ashamed of or afraid of, but you should know about it because... When I started going through puberty mm -hmm. and I'd pull down my underwear and there would be this long, I'm going to be so graphic, right. dangly, almost like a snot out of your nose, but it's coming out of your vagina. 
clinging to your thigh. It's like, oh what is wrong with me? Why is this happening? And it's not like the, you know, when they, when girls say they're wet, it's not no. because they're turned on. It wasn't because you were aroused. Correct. It was just it doing its thing. Weird. And then when I would get, and this is another thing that I wish sex ed had covered, female arousal and mm. you're going to get wet. Your vagina is self-lubricating. Never taught to me. Didn't know about it. And then when I was finding myself aroused, it became slippery and it became slimy. And I'm like, now what's happening to yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was just a lot of discharge. <laughs> right. So this, so this column is it covers all of those different bases of what what could be happening. Yes. And so it's not necessarily. So you're you're helping, so you're helping some women who don't know the difference between arousal and and a discharge that might not necessarily need that might not be there for a reason right because i mean again it's, it's constantly cleaning itself yeah. and if it doesn't smell that's a good sign and trench stench is a real thing for some women it does not mean that you are unclean or dirty or um, vagina owners um <laughs> you know it's just your body doing its thing you don't need the, the fancy vag wash you don't need the deodorants right. and if you notice this uh smell is ongoing and that their discharge is changing then maybe see a doctor right but um if it's just, oh, there's that stupid slime again, mm -hmm. it's just your vagina being itself. Weird. Weird. <laughs> and You're it, so lucky as a man. <laughs> well, I know. You know, we, we have our things. but You guys yeah, leak too, but in a different do, way. <laughs> we do have it pretty easy. I mean, the whole ovulation thing and all, all of that business. Ovulation is a breeze. It's everything after. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> I, yeah, see, that, see I, don't even have, I don't even know. I don't even, I didn't know there was a difference between the ovulation and the the period is different too. Mm -hmm. the, so the the ovulation oh is literally just your egg is out okay. and your egg is like, hi, here I am. I'm ready to be fertilized. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens. Then the PMS starts. So your body's like, oh, I'm not pregnant. Let me start getting ready to release all of this. So the cramping starts, mm -hmm. the mood swing starts, the hormonal shift starts. And then when your period comes, everything starts leaving you. And so again, now it's a bloody mess. Now it's even more excruciating in terms of cramps. Now you're crying because you looked at the clock wrong. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> so what's androphilia? androphilia? I've never heard of this before. Well, if you like men, you're an androphile. Really? Mm -hmm. And if you like girls, you're a gynophile. Oh. So andro is just the Latin root for um, male. Androgynous. And then gyno the root? For, okay. for girl. Got it. Okay. Gyne. Gyne. So so what what behe what behoved you? Is that a word? Beho behoved? I think. What that's behoved right. you of uh, to write a column about it? Um, I was I think just either so scrolling through social media or, you know, internet, whatever. And I was just like, ooh, men, 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 men. I really like men. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to write about how much I like men. And I'm going to put examples of hot men that I like in here. Mm -hmm. And I have the gynophilia blog written as well. And I've got oh. pictures of like Angelina Jolie or um, I forget who else, who else's picture I used in there. But um, yeah. You hate porn. You hate porn. What you hate in porn is clothing. Oh, I can't stand it. Take your underwear off. If you're going to be <laughs> fucking somebody, get naked. And what? I get the quickie in the car. I, I'm not trying to watch that kind of shit, though. Right. But I can't stand when there's like a fully produced porn feature mm -hmm. and they're in their clothes. Or the dude's like lifting his shirt just yeah. above so you can see his dick. Take your shirt off. Yeah. What are you hiding? What's, what are what's you hiding? Anything? I, I, so I agree with you on the on the the fully produced professional porn but what about like the amateur stuff and it's like oh you just slide the the panties over to the side you know like or you're kind of like in the in public or not really in the public like in a dressing room and like the really quick and dirty type of thing like what about that that's fine i'm just not going to watch it oh okay <laughs> so you need you need it you need the full monty for really me i want to see the body i want to see everything all right i want to see the spread brown eye let's see it <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. Oh, there's uh, a theme, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. I, I never, I've never heard that take on it um, uh, with with the clothing. That's, that's interesting. It's that that's just one thing that gets me. The other one is the horrible girl sounds that are like, oh yeah. Oh that's my like god, the worst. Thank you. I hate the fake moaning and the fake. You can tell. You can, you can tell, tell when they're not into it or they're just doing it because they're getting paid. Yeah. That's that's actually why I gravitate more towards the amateur. 
uh, productions. Because it's real. Because it feels real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Absolutely. But, you know, some some scenarios you could tell, like, they're just doing it in the amateur style so that they can get that get, click. Yeah, get the clip, get right. the, 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 the views or whatever it is. Right. So you are a cannabis user? Absolutely, I and, am. And you are claiming that it has helped with your cramps it absolutely has and that is from a smoking uh consumption and suppository standpoint suppository so um i was in a long-term relationship before and we tried the suppository not just for the cramps but for like the enhanced sensations yes that too and so that does that work for did that work for you yep it did really so um the great thing about the suppository um it can also be used anally so mm-hmm. the, the only thing is freeze it <laughs> if you're gonna really? go anally freeze it because oh. they they're melty slippy because they're usually in an oil base right so you want that hard mm-hmm. and that it gets up there but that, doesn't it feel weird though putting something frozen yeah <laughs> it's i kind of want to try the it. most pleasant <laughs> feeling but it's certainly not unpleasant it's just kind of like oh okay and then um it goes away quickly it goes right? away yeah because yeah, it's a warm orifice there yeah exactly <laughs> and then but so for the um for cramping you know you kind of butt up, you know, tilt back. That way it has a, a chance to melt mm. and coat your cervix, which is what is causing the cramp. Mm. And then it just kind of takes its its time and works. Mm. So from the inside out, and um, I take tinctures with CBD in them. Mm-hmm. And of course I smoke it because right. I'm trying to not murder someone when I'm feeling <laughs> that much excruciating pain. Right. Have you ever tried any of these Happiest Hour product, uh, products? Not yet, but we are going to get the uh, the sample pack. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Intensify is actually amazing. I I tried it out um, on a solo endeavor Okay. to see if it would help my orgasm be more intensified, mm-hmm. which is in the name of the, of the shot. Uh-huh. And, and it did. It was... I don't know what it was, if it was just the, the, the mood I was in, but it was definitely amplified. And Did I, you have a deafener? Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, it was like the shot went further than I had ever shot before. <laughs> I was impressed. I almost wanted to take a picture, but I, you know, I had to clean up first. I was going to say, did you leave it on the wall to form amber chips? <laughs> well, it wasn't on the wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was, it actually, since the truth be told, it shot up and back towards me and like basically on my face. It was it was impressive. You got your own facial. I got my own facial. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I want to do it again. Uh, but the intensi- um, don't get it in your eye though. The, yeah, it, it stings. I, I have experience. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> um, but the, uh, the the men shot. I, I wonder if that would help. It's it's supposed to help with pain, uh, g- general pain. It's taken it's taken people off of pain meds oh, in, in general, mm-hmm. um, and it's helped with people with like restless leg syndrome. So I wonder if it would help with uh, menstrual cramps too. I would think so. Yeah, absolutely. That's really really cool products. The the, the whole technology behind terpenes and and the things that the the naturally the, growing things from the earth. Right, the medical <laughs> byproducts that that we can get from the cannabis plant are yeah. out just out of this world yeah there's still so much to explore with all these certain terpenes so it's really cool and i mean to be honest i I know that you can literally find cbd anywhere in anything yeah make sure you're finding the reputable legit company don't go to the gas station and get the cbd capsules off the you know the quick grab (laughs) i cringe when i do see those end caps at grocery stores of like the the cbd style stuff yeah if you're gonna get it they're they're, legit go the dispensaries you know then you know exactly Exactly. You're getting you're getting the is good it, stuff. Is it from is it in the superstore? Um it, it's at the maggotmall.com. Okay. Or no 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 the uh the happiest hour products? Yes. Oh, oh thank you. I'm, i have to put a plug in here. Yes. Yeah. Radradio.com slash the happiest hour. <laughs> Such a good marketer you are. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> um it's what else what else uh what else do you cover on here? Oh, an ode to Jareth. That that so <gasps> that, truth be told, David Bowie was it was probably my first like guy crush when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Labyrinth? Oh, of course. That's what I'm talking the about. The Bowie Bulge. Oh, the the, the cock cod piece that he had, man. <laughs> Massive. Just, you know, it, on screen, in your face. I'm four <laughs> years old watching this, and I'm like, I don't think I should be looking at this. This is, again, right. the, the upbringing. Right. I'm like, but I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. And the thing he does with the ball. Yes. I mean, come on. He plays with his balls through the entire <laughs> movie. Come on. But also to the fact that he is the, in my opinion, the king, the original king of androgyny. Yeah. Because that hair is not necessarily masculine. Right. He wears makeup, and I was four years old, going, 
ooh, that's hot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to this day, I'm I'm sexually attracted to drag queens. I have a drag queen on my shirt right now who I full on want to bone. Katya. 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 Hi, Katya. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just one of those things that he he was so stunning, mm-hmm. so gorgeous. And I get it. He was a manipulative shit who was trying to get to the center of a 14-year-old's labyrinth. But still, it was... <laughs> It was what it was, right. <laughs> and he had that impact. Yeah, no, I, I think that I, there's an interesting dichotomy with with David Bowie because it didn't seem like he was really well received, and this is this is in the same era as Queen and and when uh, when 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 not David Bowie, Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. was was very flamboyantly and out, outward with his um, sexuality. And his in his outfits, but David yeah. Bowie just kind of seemed like he was pushed to the side. Was it because Freddie Mercury was was greater than? I well, I don't know that that might be fighting words. Oh, but... <laughs> all right, all right. But I think that with Bowie, he was just always that. Uh, there's a. Do you watch Big Mouth? Yes. So. Um, on that spectrum of sexuality song, they do like a little clip of him, and he's like, "I was a fam, a femme androgynoid from distant outer space." Mm-hmm. So I just feel like he never fit anyone's bubble. That's so true. That's so, so true. like he was maybe maybe too far out for the time. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, like look what he's done for like the the movement today. Definitely paved the way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I forgot about that part of Big Mouth. Such yeah. a great show. That show is a, oh, the best. That, I, I wish that show existed twenty years ago. Thank you. And maybe that is one of those one of those tools that that people could use to bridge that gap with with younger generations. And that's the crazy thing too. Like, I, there's definitely going to be kids watching it. Yeah. But and because it's cartoons, it's mm-hmm. going to appeal to kids. But I know that there's the adult audience. Oh, this is so crass. This is so over the top. This is all shock factor. And right. I'm like, yeah, they do that to make it entertaining. Right. But there is a real message interlaced in every single episode with every single character mm-hmm. it does leave it with more of a lesson learned effect than it does oh uh, we're we're showing bleeding vaginas and you know doing up close <laughs> <laughs> up close shots of these cartoon anatomy uh, you know anatomically correct things you know yeah but i mean that's another thing too they are anatomically correct it's right. not like a crazy i mean yeah, there's a talking. There's a lot of talking penises on the show, <laughs> but a lot it of penises, still looks yeah. like a penis, <laughs> and that's okay. And they're all different. That's fine too. All uh, shapes, all sizes, all colors. True, very true. Um, size matters. Depends on who you talk to. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> <clears throat> um, what else? What else? Uh, what else could we cover here? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We covered so much already. Yeah. Um, how much further do you want to go? How much oh, time do you have? <laughs> you know, uh, plenty. But I, this does, um, this the, I actually was just reminded, um, I was talking to a friend yesterday who has a who has a friend. This is totally unrelated. Anyway. Asking for a friend. <laughs> yes. Um, they're actually in the medical industry, uh, medical field where they help patients come to fruition. They're not necessarily the ones giving them the hand jobs, but they are treating them medically so that they can have an orgasm. Okay. Now, I was always under the impression that it's a mental block. Like, if you can't come to fruition, it's always because there's just something going on in your head and you just can't, you know, relax enough to get there. Right. But there is actually medical conditions where people just can't reach it because of certain um, set setbacks in there. Um, DNA, anatomy, anatomy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. I always thought that that was just just a mental block. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm, I don't know if your friend or friend of a friend is male or female, but there is such a thing as the orgasm gap. Oh, so that's I think the expectation that men achieve or, or penis owners achieve orgasm, mm-hmm. you know, more so than females or vagina owners. Um, in terms of how or why, I don't know if that, if it's the emphasis on culture and society that the men, the man gets to have his and the woman doesn't get to have hers. Right. Is it is it that kind of a block? Is it the mental block? Is it a, a psychological block? Or like you said, is it just something with the physiology where it just doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. And I've had um, some somebody tell me like I, I've never had an orgasm, and I want to kind of say. Let's you and I come and have this conversation, but I'm not sure if they're ready to have that conversation as well. Right, so. right. Because it is, it is kind of an invasive thing. Yeah, and, you and I can't tell you, like, here's how to have one. Right. I, I, here's how I have one. Right. And it could potentially work for you. Right. But, you know, everyone's different. Yeah, and th- there's also that element of, well, maybe they just, they, they have, they just don't know 
right that they have because at least with with men you, you know you 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 got the prize at the end of the at the at the end of the day or at the end of the session it's like i, I know i did that right but you know with some women they they don't even see any re, any reaction down there unless they're they're blessed with the ability to, to squirt or something you know mm-hmm. and it's it's so it's I, I wonder how much of that there is there with with people just not knowing. Also, I think orgasms vary because I mean, there's there's the little tiny ones sure. where you're like, oh, that was that was pleasant, and yeah. then there's like the the full blown I'm paralyzed and can't move one, <laughs> shaking. And, yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of ground to be covered in terms of what an orgasm is, and all that comes with with exploration and, yes. and trial and error, trial and error, and try try it out. Just try. That's the fun part. That's the fun part. Exactly. Explore what you like. And then when you're able to determine, oh, I did it. I know what I like. I know how to orgasm. Mm-hmm. Then you can convey that to your partner. Right. And that's what my friend's friend was saying, that the, it's so gratifying to see people who are being treated for their inability to have an orgasm, where they come back and they're all wide-eyed and they're like, oh my God, thank you so much. Yeah. I can't believe, you know, and yeah. it's like, it, it's, it's amazing how... Not only do you just get this rush of endorphins from 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 having an orgasm, but sexual liberation brings about so much confidence and and actually, I think, helps us be better people in general, because not only are we acting on our own impulses and our own desires, but it's it's a form of expression and release. Right. And, and, and how many psychopaths do you hear that's, oh, it's a sexual repression or, oh, it's something that I had to keep hidden deep down because I was ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, who made you ashamed of it and why? Exactly. Now, I can understand there are absolutely deviant sex acts that you should 100% be ashamed about. But if it's like, oh, I'm a 30-odd you know, year old man and I find myself sexually attracted to other men, mm-hmm. what are you going to, why, why go out and hurt another man as a result of that right there's plenty of other men in the same same situation that are willing to meet you there yes yeah yes and even if it's a discreet encounter if you just need to get it off your chest or you know just get get it out of you right you you don't need to hurt anybody in the process it does seem like now there was a time in my 20s where i could have those discreet encounters and it was it, it seemed normal now it feels like it's a little more i mean i've only been single for about six months now mm-hmm. um i was in a long-term relationship and and i've i had i had the idea hey maybe i should start dating men and i've had an opportunity to start dating a man right and it just it didn't I, I did, obviously the chemistry has to be there of course but there's something about like the dating aspect of another man that just doesn't sit the same with me as dating a woman. So it's not necessarily a romantic attraction in right. that regard. Yeah. That's funny that you say that because uh, I, I was listening to the to the show and the snippet about the the bisexual thirteen year old. Yes. And I had the flashback. I'm like, oh, I think I was about thirteen, fourteen when I was questioning, like, am I bi? Am I gay? Am I straight? And then it wasn't until my twenties I learned about the term fluid hetero. And so I identify as straight, I being the androphile that I am, mm-hmm. but I am totally comfortable enough in my sexuality to say, yes, that woman is attractive and I would fuck her and make, you know, follow through on it. Right. But I'm not looking to have that romantic connection with that woman. Hmm. So heterofluid. Heterofluid. That makes more, I think I would identify with that more especially in this stage of my life, because I, I get more of a, uh, I get more gratification emotionally, spiritually, you know, through a relationship with a woman. Right. And I, I can have that type of connection with a man, but it just doesn't get deeper than than the, that physical attraction when it comes right. to the, you know, the sexual attraction. And maybe it will. Maybe you just meet, yeah. haven't found the right guy yet. And maybe. then when it happens, it'll happen. Yeah. And And that's the great thing about sexuality is it's not, solidified it's not concrete it changes mm-hmm. and i even brought my textbook and i've got stats and figures that, that show these things <laughs> right and that's and that's that seems to be what the big argument is uh, at least recently on the show in the wake of the of the pride um cereal box mm-hmm. that people have this this idea that well if we talk about if we talk about sexuality openly and with all of the different various lifestyles and interests and and all of that that people are gonna that kids or or anybody who has not been influenced by it is just automatically going to be pigeonholed into that 
interest group. You but cannot physically turn thing. someone gay, just so you know. You're not going to you know, look at a rainbow flag and go, I think I'm gay now, or I'm I'm making the conscious decision to turn myself gay. That's not a thing. Right. right. <laughs> it, because it, it, that, you know, Queenie makes a great point on the show, is that it's really just a marketing tool by all these companies. Yeah, and um, really, like, side note, side note on that, um, the kind of capitalization and corporatiz- corporatization, I can speak English, mm-hmm. of the LGBTQ plus movement um, they want your money. Right. It's it's a ploy. Yeah. And I mean, sure, there are companies that have the legitimate um, links and connections with that community. But then there's also the secret, you know, who's giving money to which politician who right. is, you know, funding the bill for the next, you know, um, prop eight kind right. of a thing. Right. So. If you're going to go with the LGBTQ circle, actually shop in that circle, mm-hmm. actually support that circle. Yeah. So just say just saying. Like maybe go to a queer friendly or queer owned operated business yeah. and, and support them directly. Shop local, shop small, shop queer. Yeah, I like that. Um, and that does seem to be what people get so upset about because they just don't understand that it is the corporations that are really pushing this where they, they claim that it's propaganda, which is just it's, it's such bullshit to me that, that people would push this propaganda to try to change your kids and into what they want to see there's a great i don't know if it was tina fey or sarah silverman but there was somebody and it was um gay people are not going door to door to try to convert you mm-hmm. you're thinking of jehovah's witnesses <laughs> so i never put that together that's funny <laughs> Um, oh, Jenna Hayes. That's the that's the adult star that I was talking about. That that's going to be it a sexologist. Yeah, Jenna I'm Hayes. Write that down so I can look her up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she's she's gorgeous too. She made a killing in her industry, and she's I think she's in her mid thirties now, and she's she's doing really good for herself. I follow her on Instagram. And she's got all these spiritual posts, and she's posting all her grades from school. And that's awesome. Yeah, it is cool. It's it's it it really is cool to see um, people flourishing in in their passions yeah especially if they are already being pigeonholed into a specific demographic because of something that they've done in a previous right 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 it's like i can't really think i mean short of maybe ron jeremy (laughs) maybe because he's a man i don't know but he was like the first porn star that i kind of saw go mainstream and that was way back with uh well it wasn't big brother was it I'm dating myself here in terms of age. Yeah, no, I, um, I don't remember when, but he was—he just seems to be like he popped up in movies, like yeah. mainstream movies, yeah, exactly. a lot. Yeah, yeah. and then there was uh, uh, the other one, um, uh, Jenny McCarthy. She also was did, she, a porn did star? she do porn? I know Jenny that McCarthy she did, did Playboy, but yeah, I, okay, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, we're, we're getting a shake shake of the head over there from Adam. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows. He knows. Oh, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you both, of you guys are a couple of freaks. Oh yeah, we are. Oh, the surreal life. That's, oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that show. That was that was a reality show with a bunch of washed up people, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was on there, and that was my first exposure to this guy. And I'm like, why would he be in porno? And of course, this was back when this was circa 2003. So porno was like a JPEG downloading at you know four <laughs> bits per second. So yeah. we didn't have that kind of access. Right. Oh, the hedgehog. Ooh, that guy. <laughs> Yeah, he's scary looking. I, I feel bad. I feel, well, they got paid. Everybody got paid. But I feel bad for the women that, um, poor ladies. A paycheck's a paycheck. Exactly. That, see, I'm not going to bash sex workers. But, I mean, you just look at the guy. It's like, ooh. I don't know. There's a, oh God, there's so many videos on YouTube of drag queens watching porn. And um, one of my one of my other favorites, <laughs> Laganja Estranja, she was like, okay, this is obviously not what this man had in mind. But he said, a gig's a gig. And he came up and he, you know, delivered yeah. and got his check. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. So wait, is this like a reaction video type of thing on YouTube? Yes. it's. Really? Um, so I guess there is a Pokemon porno parody and it's P-O-K-E-Y, like Pokemon. Right. And so it's drag queens react to Pokemon porn. Oh my God. Drag queens. And it is hilarious. This is going to be good. I've been, I've been looking for some new entertainment. (laughs) Yeah. Reactions, reaction videos are so hot right now. And I didn't, I never thought about this type of thing. So that's great. Well, and the other great thing too, because they're drag queens, they are mostly gay men. And Mm. then it's like, oh, vagina. (laughs) That reaction is just so classic. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we covered a lot of ground today. I think that, uh, I, I don't know if you would be willing to, maybe you can come back. 
I would love to. Another time, and we can discuss other topics. I think we we covered a lot of uh, heavy and dark stuff when it came to the the kids and and how we talk to younger generations right. about it. Um, but thank you very much for enlightening me to so many other topics. And I, I this feel is like only episode one. <laughs> exactly, this is just the beginning. Um, so thank you very much, Lindsay. If thank uh, you. if you want to check out her blog, it's Sack in the Sheets. S A C in the sheets.com and uh what do you have anything in the in the hopper that that you want to tease that you're going to be posting soon well definitely this oh cool <laughs> i will definitely share this link and everything right on um I, at the, in the meantime i'm still in school so yeah again just it's mostly the copying and the pasting yeah. i just have to get off my lazy ass and do it well, you're not lazy you're going to school you're doing all this stuff you're a busy lady that's hey that's the american capitalist uh in me where i'm just like i'm i'm actually taking a break i'm yeah. doing something bad yeah. oh i hear you i feel so guilty when i'm like not busy yeah like something's wrong so, like i'm not getting enough emails they're 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 excluding me for something. I did something wrong. Right. Yeah. But yeah. just gotta chill out. Give yourself a break. Yeah. And so uh, hopefully once school is over, um, this blog will be back on fire, and I should be posting more regularly. So come awesome. on, the rest of this this year. <laughs> well, thank you, our uh, our resident sex sexpert. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Lindsay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Namaste, bitches. The rad. 